Kerry, home to some of the most creative, intelligent, culturally diverse and articulate people this country has to offer. Unfortunately, they were all busy. So, we got stuck with this lot. Recorded live in Murphy's Pub on Brandon Pier. This is the Murphy's Podcast. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers, lads. This is a very, very first for the Murphy's Podcast. We're actually doing a podcast during the day. Yeah. Because yep. we have a very special guest, Willa White. Thank you, Willa. Thanks Good for having going, me. Willa. I couldn't think of Great any other way to spend me Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> and it's beautiful outside as well, isn't it? Yeah. Sun splitting the stones outside so Will, as well. Will is down to do uh, a gig in the, the Dingle Comedy Club with Fred and Julie and who else is on tonight? Yeah, Julie and uh, Julie and uh, Willa and Paul Crowley. <laughs> there we go, Paul Crowley. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, so it's Fred and his Julie. Yes, yeah, Julie. Me, yeah. Julie. Me, Julie. <laughs> <laughs> And his Willa. In it. Me Willa. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, go on now, Fred. So unfortunately, we won't get this out until after the gig, so we hope it went all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we didn't die in your Yeah, yeah, no, I didn't. <laughs> no. But, but you were in Killarney last night, that was all right? We were in Killarney last night, yeah, Killarney was great crack. Um, really, really nice crowd. And some... <laughs> A couple of gags that I done didn't really <laughs> go down well. I don't imagine like anyone's name yeah. or implicate anybody. It's like but, one of Fred's um, gigs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like Olive. Hey, it's like, like one of my ex-girlfriends. Didn't go down too good. <laughs> oh, oh, hey! Hey! It's hey. <laughs> very dirty for the middle of the day, isn't it? <laughs> ah, sure, look it. <laughs> and this is my... This is a proud moment for me because this is the first time I've actually brought a guest it to the is, podcast. Well, yeah. Congratulations, Look at you. A lot of well. talking about it. A lot of talking yeah. about it. It's finally happened. <laughs> I've been saying to I've been saying to these two lads, oh, I know comedians. I'll get you loads get down, loads down. But yeah. I'll finally prove Never. it now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, ca- he, ca- he caught me on a full stomach this morning at <laughs> breakfast. Listen, there's a podcast. <laughs> I was like, yeah, come here. No, but I look sure what. Sure what else would you be doing so on have Saturday? You, have you been in the kingdom before? I have. I love the kingdom. Uh, first time I was in the kingdom, I was in a place called Waterville, and we spent two weeks down there. Oh, nice! Yeah, no, when yeah, I was yeah. a kid, I was about probably about nine or ten. Yeah. And uh, an amazing place, beautiful place, and I didn't know it was really uh, affiliated with Charlie Chaplin, yeah. Yeah. who was a oh, comedy a uh, genius. Yeah, I didn't right. know that. What, what's yeah, the, what's and he, he did it. No, I don't, apparently he, he'd been he, down he, there. He, he, he used to spend his summers there. Uh, he'd bring his family over from America, and he's got uh, family connections there. Yeah. And the hotel that's there. Can you remember? The that's name right. Of the hotel? There's actually there's a there's like a statue is the wrong thing because the statue is for holy people. Yeah. But there's actually a, a, a bronze, the memorial bronze. Oh, okay. uh, big figurine. Yeah. I big figurine. I did the Charlie Chaplin festival twice, and uh, and it was just this amazing guy. He's the best European impersonator, Charlie Chaplin, and he was there each year. Absolutely amazing on the street. Now he wouldn't talk to me. I don't know what the problem was. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for the gag. I was waiting for the gag. No, but it's all true, except for the bit at the end. It's an amazing place. Not everything is black and white, Fred. Oh, Jesus Christ. It's like having two of them here today. What else is planned while you're down? Have you got any other things on the agenda? Do you know what? I just come to these places and I don't have anything planned. The wind just kind of blows me in the direction that I go. We mate Mark is here with me and he's never been sea swimming before. So we went into Penny's. The brown, okay, the brown yeah. Thomas of the walking class yeah. man, and we bought shorts and a towel, and we're gonna get into the sea somewhere after here. But uh, no, no wetsuits or nothing. Just no, oh, no, no, no. Bob Bally Munster, nice. straight what into the shorts. Say? No straight kissing. In. Just go straight, straight in. No kissing. Just yeah. get in. 
That's it. Have you done that here before? Yes. Okay, because you know it's going to freeze the balls uh, It's off freezing it. at the yeah. minute. Uh, it's mad because I was actually um, in Alicante a few weeks ago and it was 26 degrees. Yeah. But the sea was freezing. The water feels yeah. colder. It was it? as cold as it was out in Port Marnock. So okay, right, yeah. It doesn't yeah. look good. Come here. It's the initial shock of getting in, and yeah, you know, sometimes when you get in November or December, I got in December a couple of years ago. I was at a mate of mine's wedding down in uh, Waterford, and the morning of his wedding, we went up after breakfast to get into the sea in Curraclough Beach. Oh, lovely! And it's the coldest sea or water yeah. I've ever been in in my life. Because oh, East Coast is cooler than the west coast isn't it do you know what we, we, it, it, we would, it would be yeah. the gulf stream yeah. they're licking off the southwest corner here but they, that's, that's like the English channel isn't it yeah, yeah we got, we got, I put my head underneath the water on Curraclow Beach and it was like I drank a bucket of slush puppy oh, <laughs> when I came out of the water I was like oh Jesus yeah. my head was just paining me yeah, and I, yeah. I just ran out of it's water it's the moment when your testicles hit the water well, yeah, well, you do know, like. I do know when it's cold because when I got out I have three Adam's apples <laughs> so that's <laughs> how cold it has been it's colder than my ex-partner she's dead 11 12. no she's not she's still alive I wish we could be I wish we could still be cold it's like a free uh, it's like a free trans operation isn't it yeah yeah it's probably easier for women all general statement here to, to jump into the sea because like you know like because like, because if you like your balls, I don't know, like, uh, like it's just so cold, like when it hits your balls. I, I can't imagine it's this bad for women. I don't know. I think it's just, well, come here, this, yeah, this conversation go. could go a completely yeah. different way yeah. altogether. Just let it go. I let think it's go. just as cold for men as it is for women, but I think women, as a as a human species, are more used to pain. And I've but, heard, oh yeah, I've heard like, of an extra layer of skin, but like maybe women's boobs have maybe it's the same for women's boobs when their boobs hit the water. Do they get the same? Feel yeah. the cold we yeah, get when it hits our balls. Yeah, same my boobs hit the water as well. <laughs> <Do you know? laughs> yeah. yeah, true. Yeah, sensitive areas. Because they're like yeah. two big balls hanging off your chest anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you could hang a wet duffel coat on my nipples yeah, when I get out of sea. I think that's the quote of the podcast now. It's <laughs> like two big balls hanging off your chest. <laughs> With nipples on. Two <laughs> 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 schnooker balls. So do you, yeah. do you mad into sweet sea swimming? Is this something you do a lot or what? Sweet swimming? Sweet swimming. <laughs> <laughs> It's funny enough you should say because I've I done a podcast with a guy up in uh, Dublin uh, really, uh, who, who has actually become a, a good mate of mine a guy called John Lally big shout out to John Lally his son is actually touring professional he's an MMA fighter Wow. Uh, Maximus Lally his name is Max Lally Jesus. great great fighter and a lovely young lad um, but I've done a podcast with him in his van. He does a podcast in his van. Mm-hmm. And he says, look, if you come and do the podcast, you have to get into the sea for a swim. Right. In <laughs> you have to bait up your brother shit out of you. I know he says, do you know what? I says, I'm going to go and do it. And I remember David Goggins in his book. I was reading the book, They Can't Hurt Me. Uh, you Can't Hurt Me. And it was saying about getting comfortable in the uncomfortableness yeah. of life. And I used to look at people getting into the sea and go, fucking ages. Why would you be yeah, doing yeah. that? And even my nephew, mm, yeah. me, my eldest nephew, has been an avid sea swimmer like since probably 2008, 2009, before yeah. it came trendy. Yeah. If you can remember the bad snow in 2010, there's photographs of him on Facebook with the snow on the ground getting into Port Marnock Beach, like, and I'm like, this is just ludicrous, like, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I've done the podcast and I got in. John says, look at 
don't be worrying about aunt I'm going to show you how to do this this is the way I was shown yeah. brought me in just told me to breathe he says the worst thing you can do is panic and take short breaths he says because your body starts to go into panic mode he says just breathe really heavy breaths focus on something he says I look out there there's a big like hot head there's kind of like a, a rock he says just focus on that he says breathe he says and bring yourself gradually down underneath the water underneath your shoulders he says and just you know if you if you can swim he said swim or so what do you get out of it like do you get to get I'll tell you what you get out of it what what I get out of it is that when you get into the water and it's really really cold you don't think about anything else that's going on in life okay yeah absolutely you know and whether you've got you know was that a pain thing then it's like I don't. I, I think it's great. I think it's, no, I think it's therapeutic in in a sense that you don't think about all the other shit that's going on. I mean, if you're having trouble in work, yeah, yeah. Yeah, or yeah. you're having trouble in a relationship, or wherever it might be, it takes you away from that yeah. for them few moments, and you just kind of focus on yourself and your body. And it's like I heard a girl saying the other day on an interview uh, <laughs> on Ray Darcy that. It's like she gets plugged into the earth. Yeah, yeah. You know, you become yeah. part of an ocean that spans all the way around the world, and it's just amazing. Yeah, you're showing mental fortitude. You know what I mean? You're you're, yeah. you're you're pushing yourself through something that you don't want to do. You know, because we're what ninety percent water or something as well. Something like that. Yeah, but it definitely wakes something up in you. It, it, yeah, you know what I mean? It resets you or something. It's it does. You know, I've had mornings. I've I've went out a Sunday morning, and and sometimes I've went out on my own. Um, there's a great community down in Port Marnock Beach, Saturdays and Sunday mornings. Everybody meets up. Nobody cares what you drive, where you walk, yeah. where you live. We all just meet I've up. Seen there's great, of that. there's yeah. great unity. There's great yeah, crack. Yeah, there's yeah. great banter. A couple of weeks ago, we had a. There was a thing for a guy called Craig, who who tragically uh, lost his life, and they had a big fun run, a five k run. And there was lads on the beach that were te- you know helping people to run over an eight week period for this run, and mm. there was a great community, and it's just it's. Yeah, it's 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 an amazing it's an amazing thing to do, and it's an amazing place with just good people that yeah. don't want anything for. Everyone's there with the one reason, yeah, yeah. and I think lockdown, in a strange kind of way, done that for a lot of people. It brought oh, them together, and it brought us all to yeah. to realise that it's not about material things in life, and it's not about anything else. It's about looking after each other and looking after your mental yeah, health. Absolutely, and I mean, yeah. as I always say. There's no point to me and Dolce Gabbana on the outside if you're fucking Oxfam on the inside. Yeah. But Willie, you know, you've always been like that with people well before lockdown. I remember doing a gig for a comedian <laughs> whose wife was quite sick. And uh, so we did a kind of a, we did a fundraiser for her. She was, she hadn't long left anyway, God love her. And you, you got the Dublin football team jumper and you got it all signed. No, it was the it, Tipperary football Tipperary, team. It was, Tipperary John's, team. it was John's missus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, John so Capeless. Yeah, yeah, we were she, gigging with last night. She's, pa- she's, she's passed, passed away since. since. God love her, yeah. Well, look, come here, listen. But you've always it, been like that. Yeah, but it's, well, look, come here, the way I kind of look at coming from where I'm coming from, it's it, like there's a lot more in in giving than there is in receiving, you know, and that's mm. my cellmate always told me that Mount Joy, you know? Yeah. Tears coming out Tony's eyes. <laughs> Then he seen the penny dropping with Tony. It was like, <laughs> <laughs> actually, speaking, so yeah, I was the receiver. So, yeah, speaking about joy, did, did, is Fred only mates with you because you were in prison? Well, no, no, he's not. Fred is obsessed with <laughs> every no, episode. He brings every, up something oh, in prison. It's yeah, his, no, do you know what? Like me, and, me and Fred, me and Fred met through comedy, and it's mad <laughs> because me and Fred, ever since we met, we've just 
had a really, really good friendship. And there's yeah. times where I wouldn't see Fred for months or, you know, probably yeah, wouldn't yeah. talk to him. But it's like we always, when I ring up Fred or yeah. whatever, we, we just, just, we just back, reconnect, yeah. like, yeah. you know. That's Do you know what? Great. We could have a laugh for, for 50 minutes and <laughs> we wouldn't have said anything popping no. around the phone at all. Like we, were just, we were actually, we were actually like telling this story this morning. Uh, Mark, myself and Fred come in, we were coming home from a gig up the north one time, we were up in Belfast doing the laughter lounge or some, some gig out yeah. the back end of nowhere and it was about 2 o'clock in the morning and we were listening to Michael Jackson because you just probably know Fred yeah, is a big Michael Jackson fan <laughs> never knew that and, come here, and, is, never and, I, and I have to say he's an amazing dancer right and I love to throw a few shapes yeah. and I love to dance as well and I'm not a bad dancer Great so I said to Fred the next garage we come to we're going to put on Michael Jackson we're going to play the music and uh, I says we're just going to get out of the car and start dancing and go up to the hatch and get a bit of food and just drive off so we're driving along for ages and next of all we see in the distance the lights off a 24 hour garage you know and uh, we pulled in I think the song was keep up with the post oh yeah that was don't it. stop till you get enough keep up so I, we pulled in I said, so we pulled in we pulled in onto the forecourt and Fred wasn't driving at the time I know he would have been really influential and Fred starting to drive because I used to say to Fred yeah. all the time you need to get yourself a set of wheels man I says look it's great you know that you've got lifts to gig and all that but you need yeah, your freedom, own independence yeah. Yeah. I said it's going to do so much more for you and anyway but anyway moving on we, we pulled into the garage and I put on Michael Jackson put this song on and we opened the two doors turned the stereo up to number 10 and the two was great there was some Indian going in behind the counter in the garage just looking going what the, what the fuck, fuck is going on here? <laughs> and me and Fred is moonwalking across the garage and I'm break dancing. Yeah. And uh, just Fred just goes up to the counter check, it was like a coke or whatever. And we just dance back to the car and Brilliant. drove off. That's you know, it was I great. Remember, I met you uh, years ago, you won't remember, it was uh, Denton in Port Leash in Cavanagh's. Cav Cavanagh's PJ, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah it was, it was, it was Dermot Whelan's a mate of mine. Like. Yeah, Dermot was a great, me and Dermot, I only talked to Dermot the other yeah. day. And you were in, in, and you were break dancing that night. Yeah, Dermot is a, Dame is another one of them fellas like Fred, yeah. who um, I met a good few years ago when he done stand-up. And Dame was a great stand-up, but unfortunately for Dame at the time when he was doing stand-up, he was working for 98 FM, yeah, and so he was, was on I. the breakfast show. Yeah, he was a yeah. producer. Yeah, I, no, I remember. <laughs> I do, I remember now. And, and, and then it was like, he just couldn't do the early mornings. Yeah. It was killing him. And it, and it was terrible because he was really, really good at stand-up and Dermot as you know yourself he's a very gifted fella he's a very talented fella and he's a very given fella yeah, and he's yeah. an avid sea swimmer yeah, at yeah, the minute yeah. does a lot of sea swimming has got really really fit yeah. middle age kind of looked after himself <laughs> yeah, with his yeah. you know Bumped his up. meditation and, yeah. and the whole lot and he's just a good no, he was, he'd been on a bloke. bad path for a while like and I think the yeah, meditation's taken him away from it like it's just I think that time he got that scare going down to Kilkenny yeah, mm. yeah was that's the, right was yeah, the yeah, moment yeah, yeah. that and I remember because I was Playing Kill Kenny that time, mm. and I remember meeting him after that, and I was talking to him in the pub, yeah. and he was really, really shook up. He's rattled by it. He yeah. was like, yeah. and and I think he probably just got a moment of clarity either there or a couple of weeks yeah. after that, and went, oh, I actually need to need to change stuff here. Yeah, for and anyone that doesn't know, that's he did. Very, like Dermot speaks about openly, so I don't mind saying about uh, he, he had a panic attack basically on the way down to Kilkenny. Pulled the car over. Pulled the yeah. car over and just yeah, he realised how much yeah. you were paying him. And <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah. Pull the car over. Jeez, and th- that was the first one he ever had, was it? There was a, there was an incident before that as well when he was out and he he'd got, that was different. He was drunk out of his face, but uh, yeah. yeah, this was the first sober kind of just okay. just things had gotten top of him. And he, li- just he, more, lives, he lives. Yeah, he ends, lives. Like. A, he lives a really good uh, life there. He really looks after himself. He's yeah. got a lovely family. He's yeah. three kids and. The dog Buddy and his missus Karina, who's a very talented artist. Oh, she's amazing. And is, a, is, oh, a, yeah. is a lovely woman as well, I have to say. Yeah. And we just became friends over the years. And if I'm out in a hotel or anything like that, you know, I'd often give a phone call and drop up and have a coffee or whatever. But they're just, they're just yeah. really nice people. And I mean, I think anyone that has a, pro- a problem with Dermot Whelan... <laughs> Has a problem yeah. with themselves that they actually don't know about. Because yeah, he's yeah. He, he's a good he's a good guy, you know. So big up to Dermot. Yeah. yeah, fair play, Dermot. Yeah, fair play to you. Yeah. I think he's a bollocks to be honest with you. <laughs> Dave Moore, not so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, Dave. Dave is great. Dave's yeah. the nicest man. BMW ever meet. ambassador. Amazing, yeah. Jesus Everything Christ. ambassador. Yeah. I was looking yeah. at him doing the review the other day for the i7. Yeah. And I love cars, like you know, and I was like. What a fucking motor. Yeah. You know, what a job, like, yeah. you know. But come here. Same someday, we're, someday we're going to see him online. Check out the new Elon Musk spaceship here. Just come <laughs> over the moon. Really nice lights. Nice lights. What? How long have you been doing stand-up yourself? I've been doing stand-up since that Des Bishop's joined the whole yeah, team. I, I think it's about 16 years, yeah. 17 wow, years. Okay. Um, so it all started from that. And then just kind of snowballed. I always wanted, I always knew I was funny and I always knew I was kind of witty and, you know, was good at having a bit of crack. And it's one thing, I suppose, in me character that's kind of got me out of trouble a lot in life. Mm. I mean, even being in prison, I'm not, even though I probably have the persona that I'm someone that's a little bit crazy and I'd pull your head off. And I remember one night I was saying on the way down, we were talking about Neil Delamere, who's a friend of ours as well. And I was at a gig one night and there was a guy threatening Neil Delamere and I told your man that I'd smash his fucking head in. Yeah. But realistically, me mouth was actually writing checks that me body couldn't <laughs> catch. So right. I was going, yeah. I would not be able to batter this fella at all. Yeah. And if he calls me outside, I'm going to get seriously yeah. hurt. But uh, me and Neil So I decided got, to walk yeah. away from that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Will would only beat me up. Yeah, yeah. No, so I, I, uh, been funny, even been in prison and that. Uh, we're hanging around with guys that were a bit tough. It was always kind of a good thing to have someone. Can I ask you about prison? Because I, I didn't even know, but Fred mentioned it last week in the podcast, wasn't it? You'd said yeah. it. I, I never, didn't realise you'd been in prison. Yeah, I've been in prison loads of times. What yeah. was that for? What was Mostly that? all drug-related stuff. Yeah. Um, do you remember the time that for no, there was three ton of cocaine that came into Cork in 2007? Yeah. That was nothing to do with me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I said that to the guards. Um, no, no, it was always because I... I Everyone at Ledger Pictures like, the cocaine's so, <laughs> like, they're like, the cocaine's so salty. I know. Mm, go and see, like see Willa. <laughs> tastes like sherbet. It's that organic, it's that organic sea salt cocaine. Just burned your nostril a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Like um, these are the best chips I've ever had in my life. I'm just emotional on the of the chips. So, no, it's, it's from, uh, I suppose just from having a drug, a drug addiction and mm. having a drug habit, uh, that's what comes with it. City choices prison, and whatnot. Yeah, pr- yeah. Well, prison will always, if you've got a, an addiction, be it, cocaine or heroin or something like that yeah. and you've no other way to fund it yeah, I mean especially coming from where I'm coming from and I'm not dissing or putting down where I come from but I come from Ballymun and I come from a working class area and 
it's all about classes with drugs, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you come from Ballymun or Finglas or Blanchestown or Kewlock or somewhere like that, or Clondalk, and chances are if you have a drug habit and you're trying to fund it by crime, you're going to prison. Yeah. Chances are if you're from Darky, Black Rock, Fox Rock, Dunleary, somewhere nice, you're not going to go to jail. Yeah. Your mum and dad is probably going to bail you out. And I'm not throwing stones at them people. Jesus, I wish my mother was What do you do? You're just buying as well. If you're that side of it, you're just buying. You're not dealing like... Yeah, like, no, no. no. Well, I was, I was funding... That's <laughs> 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 You're really fucking uh, wondering yeah. here. I was, I was on the stock D4's. exchange. <laughs> boy, boy, boy. <laughs> yeah, Tommy, it's how much money you made. Okay, down to 600. <laughs> so, Fred's that, thinking about that's how I always ended up in prison. And yeah. I've been in prison from about 19 years of age up now from about 18 years of age up until I was 29 yeah on and off doing sentences you know 12 months here 6 months there yeah the last sentence I done was um, five and a half years five for a review wow. after three and a half Jeez. so I got okay. extradited home from England on a drugs charge I was caught with, with a few ounces of uh, heroin and come here I uh, they were, you know, and I can say it. They weren't mowing. I was holding them for a fella. Like of I wasn't living the lifestyle of, uh, you know, the drugs mm. cartel that was driving a Ferrari or anything yeah, like that. At yeah. best, I'd probably have a pair of Air Max on my feet to transport me around. Yeah. So it was just, it, it was means to an end to fund the habit, and that's why I always ended up in prison. It was always from You're drugs. Mount Joy was it? Mount Joy, yeah, yeah. As big of a shithole as I hear. It's a skid mark of a Is prison. It? Yeah. Did they still do the mucking out thing? We, we spoke no, they don't. Because I'm only at the finishing a play last Jesus. week in Galway called The Examination. Yeah. Uh, it, it was an award winning play. So we won the Irish Times Best Production 2020. Well done. We won the Irish Times Best Soundscape 2020. We won the Dublin Fringe Festival Best Production in 2019. And I won Best Actor out of 700 people in the. Fringe Festival. Well, yeah, so um, well done, geez, I haven't yeah. had a clap like that since yeah, yeah, Amsterdam. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so um, yeah, there was slopping out when I was there, yeah, and a lot of people. And you know that people got compensated for it. No. So if you were you in, if you were in, what slopping out is for the so slopping out for the listeners basically is that we had no toilets in the cell, so you had to slop out. Now you didn't shit in the pot, mind you. There is has been a couple of incidents where people have had to, and I remember being in prison right. one Sunday afternoon when a fella got locked up with me who was seriously sick withdrawn from heroin yeah, yeah. and he got on the buzzer which is the, to get out and go to shit and no one came and he had to have a shit in the cell yeah, yeah. and come here it was horrible for him and for me mm. like but I mean what do you well, do yeah, do you say yeah. look at shit on the floor like the man is physically sick yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's like yeah. it's one of them things and it, you know it's not the first and it's not the last time the statistics in 2011 there was still a thousand people slopping out so basically you had a piss pot in your cell and you piss in the piss pot and in the morning you get up and you go down to the slopping out area where the slopping out area is in the corner of the landing which is also where the toilets are the sinks where you wash yourself and the bins so we talk about it in the play the one thing that I'll never forget about prison and it will always live with me for the rest of my life is the smell of prison. Yeah, It's yeah, that yeah. smell. I remember the violence. I remember the roaring. I remember the shouting. I remember the banter. I remember all the stuff that goes on with that. But I'll never forget the smell. So that's what slopping out was. And if you were in prison in Mount Joy from a certain year to a certain year, they were given compensation for people that were slopping out 
um, them times. That's right. They shouldn't right. fucking ever have yeah. to happen. No, come here. Listen, it's, oh, they're, it's like the they're unhumane conditions. Like. I mean, the, the sentence is, is that you're taken away from society yeah, yeah. and from the people yeah. that you love. Yeah. Not the piss or shit in a fucking pot like. That's yeah. mad. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, it's 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 ridiculous. Like. Well, it's something you'd expect to hear from a third world country or something. You know, not, not like, even you. Uh, yeah. I'm, well, I mean, I'm not saying that's right, but I'm saying for a country like Ireland. Do you know last year there were still 31 prisoners in the Irish prison system slopping out? No way. No, not Norway. Uh, order. Hey. <laughs> 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 uh, I feel like yeah. on the next time I'm shocked. Yeah, Finland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Finland. yeah. Finland. Totally, totally, 2011, there was a thousand people still slopping out. That's nuts. Uh, so they've only changed the whole system now in Mount Joy. The that process. there's toilets in the cells but Mount Joy at the minute if you've been listening to anything on the news the Clareborn show the other morning specifically was talking about the overcrowding and the conditions that prisoners are living in in yeah. Mount Joy mm. I mean they had this thing a few years ago not that I'm all for prisons and all that but they were meant to build a big super prison in North County Dublin out in Rush or Lusk and they should have fucking built it you know and I'm not saying oh build a prison and let's fill them like that's yeah. not it but I mean, if you go into prison, you want somewhere where you're in a, a cell dig- dignity, on your like. own or with someone at most. Some of the cells in Mountjoy Prison at the moment have got four people in them. What? In a small confinement like that, to have four human beings like sure that are pissing, yeah. you know, farting, you know. Uh, it, it, but surely that even excels like the whole tension and possibility of fucking something Listen, kicking off in there. Listen, the mental health in the prisons at the moment, drug abuse in prisons at the moment is rife yeah and what happens with that when you've got that mixture and you've got that overcrowding i mean if you put four dogs into a room the four one of the dogs is going to fight with one of, of the other three yeah. dogs so it breeds violence it breeds tension and it fucking breeds an atmosphere of you know toxic. like a boiling kettle of yeah, toxicness yeah, yeah. that you, you you've got no control over so how many years in total did you spend in prison I would reckon probably about seven years of my life. So if Fred was put in prison tomorrow, how long do you think he'd last? Because <laughs> he really is obsessed with well, going. You know I'm going to tell you something, right? Believe it or not, right? And, 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 and we say this in the play again, I don't mean to reference back to the play, but mm. we're all only one act away from ending up in prison. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So if you totally. go into Tralee yeah. tomorrow night for a point, and some guy gives you a punch in the face, and you punch him back, and he falls Cracks and bangs his head. head off the pavement and dies. You're going to prison. So when that's, don't man, start at me, right? If you ever see me, I don't want to go to jail for 10 years. Do you remember but Liam I will Lawler? if I have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. was in when Liam Lawler got locked up. Oh, All right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I was in the medical unit. I was detoxing, getting ready to go over to a drug-free prison. I say that kind of very lightly. Yeah. But Liam Lawler came in at the time. And I don't agree. And this is where I'm coming back to classes again. So Liam Lawler came in, a very prevalent man, you know, pillar of the community, who'd done something wrong and went to prison. But they, they, they catered the whole prison system for him. So mm. when we were in our cells, Liam Lawler was out of his cell. Do you understand me? Yeah. So we didn't get to see Liam Lawler. Liam Lawler didn't get to So mix. where did he stay? He just he, had No, he had his own cell and it was kind of, he was kind of left on his own. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, that shouldn't happen. If you go to jail... Everyone should you, be the same. Yeah. Exactly. Quality, yeah. 100%. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you're you're in the doll or you're doing what yeah, you're doing. Yeah. You've committed a fucking crime. There should be crime. no privileges in there. You've like committed a crime. You go in and yeah. you mix with the ordinary prison population. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it's not... It's not as if he raped anyone or interfered with kids or anything like that. So there was none of that. It was white collar crime. But yeah, it was still crime. So why should he be treated a little bit more special than what we fucking are like? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you don't understand. How did you cope with like... 
we've, uh, we've, uh, we've we know this person, both of us, uh, called Kevin Laid, the chief officer, Mount Joy. What's his second name? Laid, Kevin Laid. I oh, know Mr. Laid. Well, yeah. they're all Mr. in there. It's never, you never know the first name, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. And when we were kids, uh, we went. We were very lucky now, and it's it's almost it's it's, it's desperate pr it's desperate unfair privilege. But uh, our religion school in Calvin, thirty of us, we went in a school tour to Mount Joy. Right, right. <laughs> Three hours. I'm sorry for laughing. Like the idea, because like we were bowling in Blanchestown for the second half of it. You know what I mean? Like, it was, it was so <laughs> <laughs> when I look back, about thank you, Mister. When I look back at that awful privilege, of it, like, this is just the truth. So like, thank you, Mister. Yeah, Laid for a wonderful we, we, trip. With the prisoners. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, he showed us. We went to the church, and there was a Christmas tree up there. So we went around December, right? And he says, he goes, he says, this is the only thing that uh, this is the only way the prisoners, the only thing we'll do is put up a Christmas tree, and after that, it's the exact same, the the the, the timing, and nothing changes. How did you find that around those those times of year? You know, those times of the year could be heart-rendering, isn't it? Around Christmas time, or how the did you cope? The only day you get a fly up in prison is Christmas morning. Really? Yeah. So that is uh, probably fucking something to look forward to, I suppose, in a sense. But look, at, come here. There's no real thing about time or time just passes when you're in prison. I mean, I know fellas that are in prison doing life sentences. Yeah. That have no... See, when you go to prison, every prisoner comes through Mountjoy Prison. So that's the, the passing in where you get documented where you get fingerprinted where you get photographed yeah you come through it, it's kind of like Houston station right. in a sense you've got to go through there to get to where you need yeah, yeah. to go to yeah. so you, you go through there but there's no real thing there's not that kind of feeling that you get when you're outside oh look at it's it's the Maybank holiday weekend or it's Easter yeah. holidays or it's anything like that it's just time there's no and benchmarks yeah, like no it yeah. doesn't it's come here Christmas Day is just another fucking day. Can I, can I ask you something about food? You mentioned food. What, the, what do you... I've never the food's been not bad in Mountjoy Prison. Like what's See, the, what's you get, it, you basically it, get what you get on the outside. It's, it's, does it vary from day I, to day? Yeah, it does. Oh, yeah. Uh, I was in Brixton Prison for six weeks in London. Well, okay, well... Uh, which is a 23-hour bang-up prison. Yeah. So you're locked up for 23 hours a day. Jesus the Christ. Food, How long were you in there for? If you get the... The food to a fucking dog, the dog would give it to a cat. That's how bad the food was. <laughs> it was shit. And um, I was there for six weeks away in extradition, home to, home to Ireland. And it, the food was terrible. Food in Mountjoy isn't that bad. The mm. food's okay. It's edible. <laughs> it's people right. listening out here now, and they that, don't know it's a podcast. Yeah. It was like, that food is terrible. Yeah, it's <laughs> not, not like, it's, look, come here. It's not fucking Michelin star. But yeah, it's, but it's I mean, it's edible. Like, yeah, um, yeah. And is it well, better than hospital food like oh 100% yeah, okay. yeah definitely and not only that like so the, the, all the things in the prison are ran by the prisoners so your kitchen is ran by the prisoners your bakery is ran okay. by the prisoners yeah. your laundrette is ran yeah. by the prisoners now obviously you've got prison officers that are there who are supervising chefs stuff. Yeah, yeah. supervising yeah. the lads and that but the lads basically cube the food right. so mm. if us four were in prison for argument's sake and I was going down for my dinner and you walked in the kitchen like you'd be bleeding give me a wink and you give me an extra breast of chicken oh, and there'd be nothing kind of said about yeah, it do you understand yeah, yeah, obviously yeah. everyone gets fed food and yeah, whatever's yeah. left is yeah. left over and you get fresh bread or whatever like that but I mean so it's not like it's gruel or it's anything yeah, like that yeah, yeah, and come yeah. here like it's it's look it, you're still fucking locked up Regardless of whether every day you're getting the best of food obviously our only reference is probably watching TV programme yeah. stuff but like in relation to like I presume there's a kind of a hierarchy then, obviously within the within the 
prison. They've of course, yeah, 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 yeah. And is there a constant kind of threat of something kicking off there? There's, or, a, or? there's always something happening. Yeah, yeah. There's always something happening. I, I've seen horrible things happening to people in prison that will kind of stick with me forever. I've seen horrible things happen to people yeah. on the outside of prison. Mm. I was in my mum's in 2016. And I seen a fella getting shot with a shotgun in the face. Jesus. Uh, out the back of my mum's flats. Oh my god. And that will stick with me forever as well. Like so just because you're in prison, like stuff happens all the time. But yeah, yeah. there is a hierarchy and yeah, if you want something you'll get something or mm. yeah. you know, whether if you want a knife or if you want to buy drugs or there's always something to kinda of go through. Um how do you survive through that? Through, or does humour help you? Or you can't. You I, well, I, as I said, my, my only trump card is that I was funny. And I kind of hung around with fellas that had been kind of moving and shaking stuff in prison. So mm. I was kind of all right. Okay. I was kind of worried in a sense, or clever in a sense, that I never got caught up in shit. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That I knew was going to get Kept me into distance. really, really bad trouble. Were you doing comedy when you were in there? Like, No, I was doing been, no was comedy at all. I was doing a, do you know what I've done? Uh, We've done a couple of plays. All right. So we've done a couple of... Uh, we done the plough on the stars. Oh, Shot no Casey's, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it should be on the telly because to see a cast of about twenty people on heroin doing the plough on the stars is fucking so. Whoever got the jocks Did apart. You say yeah. I was derogatory. I was fluted good. Uh, fluted. Fluted good. Well fluted, probably at that. But uh, yeah, that that was great. And we had people that were in the Abbey at the time doing the plough on the stairs that came in to see it oh, and said it was a great performance. And then we done the Barcel Boy, yeah. uh, oh, Bernard yeah. Bean, was it? Brendan, Brendan, Brendan yeah. Bean. And it's crazy how things turn around because I'm now doing a talk on uh, the 100 years um, birthday of Bernard Bean, which is on a Merrion Square on the 26th of this month. So they're getting me to recite. Uh, something from the play. Wow, from the, yeah. I was Scalaro in the Barcelona. So boy. Is that where you you want your future to go? To you moving towards acting as opposed to comedy? Or no, what? I come here. Do you know, I'm I'm kind of comfortable in both, but I really really enjoy the acting, and I've had yeah some I've had some great. Um, I actually got a I, I actually got a, a FaceTime audition for a great thing that's going. Do you know the film The Gentleman? Guy Ritchie. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. Netflix are doing an eight part spin off to that. Oh, oh nice. brilliant! So I got a FaceTime. Uh, Audition for that there a while ago. I didn't get it. Oh. Uh, but I'm saying like nice stuff, yeah, Vinnie yeah. Jones is in it. There's yeah. a really good cast. Guy Ritchie is actually directing right. uh, a few bits in it. So I'm 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 kinda hoping yeah. I'm gonna look for a I'm gonna look for an agent and I'm gonna kinda pursue doing something like that because that's well comedy where and I think acting could, it's, 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 it's hand, hand in hand. hand. It really is. Well, yeah. come here, listen, it's like totally when you're going is. on stage, yeah. people say, and now for your next act. Yeah. Because that's all you are. Yeah. You're, you're acting yeah. the part. And I think comedians are really good actors. Brilliant. Like, yeah. Tommy you know, Tiernan, it, fucking amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Like, I think it would be great for somebody that is a writer to do something along the lines of the Father Ted thing. Yeah. And get all the comedians. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, not only comedians, you know, don't be kind of going, you know, putting her into one thing. Like, give other people a chance. But there's so many talented people out there. Yeah. I actually only done a, a small interview with a guy up in Belfast yesterday, and we were talking about the arts. And does the arts do enough for prisoners in prisons? And no, they don't. That's they don't. Yeah. And, and, and I'm sorry to keep... Uh, Diverting back to this, it's a lot to do with classes. Yeah, yeah. No, you know, the, the yeah, arts yeah. and the acting thing is more so a middle class type of thing. Yes, There's yeah. not a lot of walking class thing. No. Well, so I was offered a job in uh, Port Leash Prison uh, about 20 years ago. From there, about uh, teaching creative writing, and I turned it down because uh, I just couldn't couldn't bring myself to it. 
Right. It was just because right. it was because I asked because I, I was approached by them, and I was like, uh, would, "Would you come in?" She was like, "Absolutely." Went and met the chaplain and the, the warden and all that kind of stuff. I got on great. So listen, come in for a, a visit because it might be turned off just when you go into the place. So it's it's, it's a bit harsh. <laughs> I was like, "Okay, fair enough." Go and have a look. I've never been inside a prison, and. I, I said so why, what part of the wing is this well it's, it's maximum security like it's, mm. it's in the deepest deepest part so I was like yeah. alright so who would I be teaching and I said well yeah, it's people that are in protection generally like it's IRA paedophiles sex crime I just went now listen I'm done I can't I yeah. can't go in and teach creative writing to people that might have that mentality I just couldn't it's do it it's mad you talked about the chaplain we had a chaplain in Mount yeah. Joy and his name was Charlie actually wow. <laughs> yeah honest yeah. to God yeah Charlie 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 fantastic Charlie. though I have to say. well I tell you I met a guy in, I met him in Waterville I met a guy yeah. in, in, in Mount Joy prison a, a priest called Declan Blake yeah and he is an amazing fella he's yeah. actually now the parish priest in Ballymun and we have remained friends ever since yeah. myself uh, and, and, and himself and he actually I was going to say performed <laughs> he actually when my, my sister died he he was actually present when my sister died yeah. he was going to a, a, a priest conference in Monaghan on the Sunday and something had told him to come down to the hospice and we were in the hospice that Sunday afternoon yeah. and he literally came into the room and he was talking to my sister and he was telling her you know it's you know it's, it's okay and she was dying at the time and uh, she died she died when he was there yeah so I believe he was meant to come down and then my father passed away in 2016 he done that funeral as well, and we just, do you know what? And it, it's kind of sorry to say, and I'm not, I'm not throwing stones at the clergy or priests or anything like that. But if the priests were like this man that understood, had a bit of compassion, brought yeah. himself well, down yeah. to, the, yeah. to the level. Yeah, I'd, I'd go to church because I, I don't have religion at all, but I do respect hugely what chaplains and the priests do. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. You yeah. Know, like there's well, a massive faith. place for it. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, if mm. George Michael says you gotta have it, you gotta have it. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? No, I have. I've got, I've got an understanding that yeah, there's something that's kind of got me here. I mean, I mean, here's somebody like that was in prisons, that was in psychiatric hospitals, that was homeless on the streets, that had a drug problem that used intravenously into his neck, into his groin, his feet, and just was basically should not by any stretch of the imagination be here like yeah. do you know what I mean and I don't say that lightly I mean I was in a detox uh, group going into Mount Joy there was 10 of us in it there's, there's 3 of us left 7 oh, of them are dead Jesus. 2 of them are still using and I I got I got uh, drug free and, and, and alcohol free out of 10 people so look I, I shouldn't be here so I'm probably more spiritual than I am religious and I heard a fella saying this years ago he says that spirituality, uh, religion is for people who want to go to heaven and spirituality is for people who've been to hell. But I do believe there's yeah. definitely something up there, you know, that's that's got me this far. Like, yeah. and, and I'm fucking, I'm very privileged and I'm, I'm, I'm just so grateful to be alive, like, you know. Absolutely. Well, especially like you say, when you go through something like you having one out of ten, you have to kind of give it some reasoning as to why... You know why? Why was why? Why am I the why one that's still here? You know. Yeah, so. I'm. I'm here for a reason. You know, and it's yeah. it's not it's not over yet. Look, I'm, I'm. You know, something kind of always happens. I I always get caught up in the hustle and, you know, come and do stuff. You know that I I wouldn't do when I'm not. I haven't made it or I haven't arrived and I haven't figured it out. I'll still do gigs. You know, for for X amount of money, it's not like oh, what's in it for me? And yeah. I just love to travel, and I mean, I love to meet new people, and I mean, if I hadn't come down to Fred and done, you know, these gigs down in Fred, I wouldn't have met yourself, yeah, I wouldn't yeah. have met Gary, yeah, yeah. you know, I wouldn't have met these guys in this amazing pub, yeah. or you know, and yeah, and it's yeah. like everything you can't pay for that kind of everything thing, I believe know. in the universe. Yeah, you know, people like you, me, people even alliance. the girl that I'm with at the moment, like, and I've been with the last seven years, who's an amazing person. 
we've it all happens through through fate you know yeah. there's no avoiding fate mm. Mm. you know it's and, and it's I, I, I love it I just love meeting new people talking to new people I've no shame about my past I've put all that stigma to bed that I was a scumbag or this that and the other I don't believe in that anymore you know and I'm, I'm 22 years living my life the best way that I can live my life and I just come here I don't <laughs> at the same stretch I'm not the fucking Dalai Lama or anything like that I know, absolutely. Short and I tell people to fuck off every now and again but I mean like look at come here I'm, I'm, I'm okay and I'm comfortable in my own skin and I'm comfortable with the person that I am and I know I'm a good person I don't need people to tell me it's probably, you know part, I mean? it's probably part of the reason for your success as well will it? do you know what I mean the fact that you're, you're open and honest about it you're not, you're not going out there trying to fucking trick or fool people you're very, you're yeah, very yeah. genuine yeah. about, about yeah, your past well, come here, look what you people see appreciate what you get. that listen people find you out in the long run anyway yeah. mm. do you know what I mean so don't be trying to put on a mask and pretend you're something that you're fucking not do you know what I mean because a mask will fall off you know so yeah. I'm, very, I'm very aware of that like you know so uh yeah, I just try to keep it real, as they say, you know, and just try to be the person that I am and try to help people along the way, you know. That, that's, yeah. And I think if we can all do one random act of kindness, even a week, isn't it something, you know, because the world has just got too many takers and too yeah. many people that just want to fucking take all the time. I was doing a Q&A after the play down in the Everyman a few weeks ago. Uh, James Leonard from the Two Norries was doing the Q&A with us. Yeah. Uh, Gary Keegan, who's in the play with me and myself, and he was doing it, and a guy said something really, really that that that. Uh, and the the two main pieces on the chessboard are the king, and the, is it the rook? Are they the two biggest? I'm not big on chess. Yeah, I don't know. No. King, the, the, the king, king, queen. Is it the king, king and the queen? Is it? Yeah. He was kind of saying he was saying something, and he says, "Look at the end of the day." He says, "The king and the queen get put back in the box with the rest of all the others." Yeah, yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, so. Yeah. It's, yeah. It kind of just goes to show you exactly. that it doesn't matter who you are or where yeah, you're from. Yeah. Our own if you can treat everybody with a little bit of respect, and like I'm above nobody and below nobody, yeah. you know, guys on the street that are homeless, I stop, I give them a little bit of my time, and yeah. I tell them, and I give them a little bit of hope. I say, listen, mate, I used to be homeless on the street, I used to beg on the street, this is what I done. Yeah. Don't be closing the door on yourself, there's still a little bit of hope. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Do you know what I mean? 100%. And sometimes they end up giving me a bit of their change. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, do you know what I mean? But there is, there's, look, there's hope for the hopeless cases, yeah, like, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like no, failure isn't staying down. Like, you're not falling down. It's staying down, like you know. Yeah, yeah. I suppose a lot of it depends on support networks as well. Hundred percent. You know, with the kind of people you have. Some, unfortunately, some people just have no one around them. Yeah. You know, and that's where they fall fall flat. You know, isn't it? But th- this is the great thing about the fellowship that I go to. So I attend a twelve step anonymous program, which I can't name for bleeding thing reasons. But I mean, <laughs> if you go to these twelve step programs, you will. Even if you have nobody, you, you'll have some. You get in that. So that's something you're still actively doing now. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. yeah, definitely. It's what, not a chore what, anymore. What, what's that involved? Like what, what happens so when you're the mic? Well, what happens basically is, is that someone sits down and they share their experience, their strength yeah. and the hope of where they were and how they got to where they are now yeah. and how they live their life without the use of drink or the use of drugs. And that me, me and me mate Mark just talked about this on the way down. So use them for me anymore. I've no excuses to use. You know, like I lost people that I loved in my life. I come out of long-term relationships. So I had loads of so-called and I say very, very lightly, excuses to use drugs. But it's not about that anymore. Taking drugs or drinking for me is a choice. Do you mm. know what I mean? So yeah. why, do I want to take, pick up a fucking crack pipe? Or do I want a line of cocaine? Or do I want to drink? Now, I know that if I pick up any of them three things that I've just mentioned, that if I do that, there's going to be consequences for my actions. Yeah. Um, number one, mainly, I'm going I'm to suffer. Mm. And then it's going to be like a stone getting thrown into a river that when the ripple effect comes out, other people are going to suffer. 
oye, my family, my kids, my grandkids, my parents, my mother, my the people that I work with in the comedy circuit, I won't turn them for gigs. I won't turn them for work. So I started <laughs> Keep the drink away from them quickly. <laughs> Keep away from them. So, so, so it doesn't just affect me. Everyone gets affected for it. So what am I actually giving up for a drink? Or what am I giving up for a bag of this or a bag of that? Yeah. It, I'm giving up an awful lot. Of course. So yeah. look, at come here. Life on life's terms is difficult. It's hard. But I know how to navigate and I know how to get through life. And I know that no matter what happens, it's going to pass. You know, it'll be something else next week. Absolutely, and yeah. it's it's all only feelings. Yeah. Nothing yeah, more yeah. than feelings. Feelings. <laughs> I mean, fe- listen, feelings ain't gonna feelings ain't gonna kill you. You know, drinking drugs will fucking kill you quicker than feelings. So yeah, yeah and it comes it comes back to the whole fortitude of the mind thing, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? It's like jumping into the cold ocean every day. Yeah, like, exactly. Oh. Like yeah, but, but you know what? But come here, you know that when you get out of the ocean you're gonna wrap your towel around you and you're gonna be warm. Do you know what I mean? Like it's only temporary yeah, yeah. stuff, like you know, it's like you know, it's like everything in life is fucking temporary. Exactly. Yeah. Nothing, we own nothing at all. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know, people in our lives are temporary. Material things, cars, clothes, phones, whatever yeah. we possess. That's yeah. what Charlie Chaplin all, said. Yeah, it's all only temporary. No, remember yeah, Charlie Chaplin said that. Charlie Chaplin said. Actually, he did say that. He goes, Charlie the Chaplin or actually <laughs> Charlie Chaplin? It's Charlie Chaplin. He did say that. It's one of his famous quotes. says, everything's temporary, even your problems. Oh, okay. Yeah, I swear to God. Yeah. Fair, fair play to you, Charlie. Yeah. Well, Charlie you're listening. <laughs> Charlie Hottie said that as well. He's getting that brown envelope. But this one is just temporary. Life is kind of made up of phases. And I think you, it's only when you get to a certain point in your life you look back and you realise it's like 10 year blocks or oh. something. Isn't it? It's fucking mad. Would you love to go back and talk to yourself? I even see there now that Ned's, Ned's closed. Uh, yeah, I heard that. Yeah, yeah. My family have a pub yeah. across the bay there in the village, uh, Willa. And. Uh, just it was officially announced as closed down uh, during the week. My father put up a big post That's on, it, on, done. on Facebook. But uh, oh, you're joking! Yeah, and how, and yeah. how long has the pub been in the family? Well, my grandparents had it since the seventies. Seventy four. Seventy four. And I read the uh, post. So here's something now putting you on the spot, Gary. Yeah. Is there nothing you could do to salvage that, or is it unsalvageable? It's just do you know what it is. It's look. It's the story of the country. Small village another pub closing Small town business. you know look, mm. the culture has changed the drinking culture has changed like yeah. you know there was a time there where the pub would be open at 12 o'clock in the day and come one or two o'clock the fishermen who would have been out oh. all, all morning yeah. fishing would be in for their few pints and then the afternoon would come and do a bit of food trade but a lot of that has kind of died off you know look obviously you, we're sitting in Murphy's here today and there's a lovely buzz there's here but people around you. It's, it's a kind of a unique destination obviously you can see where you're sitting on the water but um, as far as villages like mm. one, one, one or two pubs seems to cut it now in every village yeah. you know yeah. Yeah. there used to be nine pubs there Amazing. but um but yeah, just going back to the phases, and it's mad. You kind of just forget. Like I grew up in the in the pub, obviously, and and now it's it, this is the first summer it hasn't been there since since I was a kid, you know. And it's yeah, it's strange, man. Isn't it's it crazy, Gary? What like, I just said. Yeah, yeah, everything yeah. is temporary. Everything, yeah, yeah. Just things keep changing. And you know, that's a place we th- I thought would be there till the day I die. I thought I'd yeah. be running the bar. So what's the it, father you know? going to do with himself now? My father works. He actually works for Southwest Radio. He's a, works oh, that he? stuff. So we had it rented out for the last ten years, and um, the problem is, well, the season down here is too short, man. So it's yeah, like. It's Two or three got, months max. You've yeah. got six or eight weeks to make yeah. to, to make a few pounds, and then your hands are hanging Gone. for fucking ten months of the year. You yeah, know? yeah, mm. yeah. So look, it was a hard choice, but it, there's a lot of sentimental s- sentimentality attached yeah, to it. Of course, but yeah. uh, but it's look, like sometimes sometimes you have to fucking let go of that. Like, you, do you know what I mean? You have to make the right choice. But uh, yeah, just a different an- another phase now. You know. Same yeah. with me. I mean, yeah. I love I love Carrick and Shannon. I've, I've wonderful memories of family. They've all passed, and I always harp for it when I'm feeling sad. 
and sometimes I associate my sadness with the past that I no longer have. Yeah. And then other days I just go, fuck it, I'm still alive. I'm still here today. You know what I mean? Like you have to, there has to be a moment. There has yeah. to be a moment of, of realizing like you just count your blessings for the day. Do you, you know have what? Like, you think, you think life deals you a fucking hard hand sometimes. Like, you know, when I, look, I'd only one sibling. I was actually just talking to that guy outside and his two sisters. And I was saying, I'd love to have my, I'd only one sibling was my sister. Susan and she died at 44 in 2010 and when I think about bad times in life I'm thinking to myself do you know what I'm getting up in the morning I've got a shower I've got all the stuff I need in life you know I've loads of wants we all have wants you know but I've got the basics I've got like I said to you today you know you've got your family around you've got people that love you you haven't got health issues you're not dying mm. you know nothing's really really that bad at all and I thought about my sister who didn't drink, didn't smoke yeah. and died in a hospice down in Rohini. And I remember her asking me to help her. And I'm like, fucking hell, man. There's yeah. this woman that's done so much for me all my life. My older sister was always there for me. Fought me battles when I was in troubles in the playground in Ballymun. She used to go down and knock the bollocks out of young fellas that were older than me. She was yeah. great, like, you know. Yeah, yeah. And you just, you just left sometimes that life sometimes... It's just fucking bittersweet, you know? Absolutely. It's a horrible thing. And I just kind of be really grateful to kind of know that no matter what's going on in my life and no matter what's going on, that there's always someone, unfortunately, who was an awful lot worse. I actually spoke to a mate of mine the other day. Funny enough, we mentioned John Lally and his Mrs. Yvonne, who's a really, really lovely woman and is giving me a dig out at the moment. I'm trying to lose a bit of weight because I put a bit of timber on and she's a nutritionist and she did, I'm on a calorie deficit and this, that and others. But anyway, besides that, she buried her uncle, went into the hospice this day last week and his wife, he died and his wife went in on the Monday. Oh, Jesus. So he got buried, yeah. Monday gone. She went in Monday gone. Yeah. And they're now waiting on her to die. That's rough. Oh my God. And, and, and in a way, even though it's sad that is, I wouldn't mind that happening for me. Yeah. Actually. Do you know what I mean? Because I think the pain of living with someone that you've yeah. lived with for so long all your life, you've yeah. shared your life mm. with, and you've loved, it's harder sometimes to live I, I without them. That I'd rather go fucking with them. Like, it you does know? happen subconsciously for people, don't it, that they'll pass quite quickly after their partner passes as well like isn't it there's something yeah. in their, in their I think, I think, people, I think, I think it people depends on age as well yeah. yeah a broken heart sometimes can't be fixed you know yeah it's uh, if we actually asked that que- we do this would you would you rather uh, segment did we ask that question a few weeks yeah, ago yeah. was uh, would you rather pass away before your partner or have your partner pass away before you you know I'd rather pass away before we partner. Yeah. Yeah. I think we all said this. I guess it depends on what you're Selfish bastards. No, I would definitely. Um yeah. I don't I don't look at grief is just one of those things in life that there's no set menu of how to fucking deal with it. Mm. Everyone deals with the uh with the grief uh work differently. differently. An awful lot differently. People bottle it up for a long, long mm. time and put on that facade, you know, oh I'm grand and grand and then they just die at death yeah, they just yeah, yeah. fall asunder yeah. other people just can't deal with it they think they can't live yeah. they can't move on but you know what when people people die and people pass on you you get the acceptance somewhere along the line that everything will be alright you know and, and people that you know that lose people young I mean even John we talked about yeah. last night we yeah, done a, we done a, yeah. a fundraiser for his partner who was never to get sick she was only a young woman I think she was in her early 30s was she Fred 
late 20s was it late yeah, 20s yeah, yeah. Um, it's fucking very very sad when I think about it but then he met someone else and our it was actually her friend mm. that brought her down to Ke- brought him down to Kerry mm. for a weekend uh, just a platonic relationship just friends and he ended up meeting a girl from Kerry and he ended up because his partner told him I don't want you ever to be on your own I want yeah, you to meet yeah. someone and there he is at the moving on he's got two beautiful young boys that was showing me a photograph yeah. of last night yeah. but yet when he still talks about his ex-partner and I haven't seen John in ages I haven't seen John in ages and when I spoke to him and I looked at him I could still see the fucking hurt. Uh, yeah, seriously, yeah. You know, I could you still feel, yeah. see that. Yeah, yeah. And I'm actually getting a little bit emotional, probably yeah. my own stuff as well. But I could still see that he was a little yeah. bit hurt. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's, it's fucking... Well, there's a funny that loneliness yeah. is the most universal feeling that we have. It's a kind of it's one of the greatest ironies yeah. and uh, people can connect with it. You know what I mean? It's, uh, there's, 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 there's a fear of... Uh, there's an innate subconscious fear of being alone. Like, my father uh, told me you know, that the worst feeling you'll ever feel in the world is loneliness. Yeah. And I suppose it is. I don't ever want to be alone. I'm a people person. I mean, even hmm. though I'm in my car sometimes, there's a lot of times I cannot sit down and just listen to the radio and thinking, who can I ring? Yeah, but in, fa- in, in fairness, with, out of everyone sitting at this table, you probably know more about that than, than, than all of us. As in, yeah. you know, your, your time spent in prison and but stuff you know must what? have been lonely. I've, I've been lonely in room fulls of people. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, true, yeah. yeah. Of course. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You don't have to be on your own to be alone. Like. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, alone with everyone. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I thought having a couple of comedians on the fucking podcast. I tell you, we started off. Jesus Christ. It was like a fucking kamikaze podcast. Jesus Christ. It was a bit of laugh. Go down to something. We like things up there as well. It's funny to tell a joke. But you know, it wouldn't be gas if you won a competition to hang out with Irish comedians before 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 a gig and after a gig. If you get John Roses or hospices and all, if you enjoyed what the fucking Father Ted like, if waiting for radio to start playing in the background. If you enjoyed what you heard on today's podcast, check the guys out at the comedy club. Yeah, you like more of what you heard there on tonight. if you got any gigs coming up, you need to plug. I'm in the laughter lounge next. I'm not. I'm, you know, I'm actually really looking forward to not next weekend. I'm doing nothing. I want to plug that <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. uh, for me partner. Gotta go no, swimming. because the last I I, <laughs> I haven't been home. I haven't been home in the last five weekends. Sorry, so yeah, I've been yeah, away. Yeah. So I've been I've been doing the play. So the play is finished. Uh, we're going to Berlin next May. Hopefully, uh, is in the pipeline. So we had the play in Paris. We had the play in Brussels. Or sorry, Belgium. We had it in Norway. We had it in Edinburgh. Nice. And then we done loads of other stuff. So I'm in the laughter lounge the 19th and 20th of this month mm. in in uh, on the quay there in Dublin. Yeah. Uh, which is a great club. Fred is in there. Um, tonight, yeah, tonight, tonight, tomorrow yeah. night. So like, mm. yeah, I don't. You know what? I just I'm not kind of one of these fellas that puts loads of stuff up, kind of going. I'm here or I'm, I'm wherever. It's just like just wherever, away. like you know. Yeah, yeah. It's a. Uh, it's it's. I done a one man show there. I've never done a one man show either. And I done that in my hometown in Bali One. I done two nights. <laughs> I did a one man show, but it was just I was like an audience member. <laughs> <laughs> That's called Edinburgh. Yeah. <laughs> Who happened to be this techie? <laughs> um, <laughs> fine line between comedy and hostage situation. <laughs> um, but yeah, I done I done uh, two nights in Bali One. The show was called The White Stuff. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, what, was, was, what was that about? The white stuff. It was just a... <laughs> you got the white stuff. Um, it was just a one-man show um, and it was a, a lot... 
about Ballymone and just kind of material oh, and it was yeah, yeah. done about an hour and 20 minutes it was great crack an hour and 20 that's long like, that's a lot yeah it is a lot it's, I didn't intend to do that yeah, long yeah. but uh, it was it was just great it was a good show off. it was a good show it was really good and, and, and I enjoyed it can we and mention that there's a, an autobiography in the, in the making or oh, we really yeah, hold back well, on that yeah, we can I'm cut that out if you want I'm in yeah I'm in talks at the moment I'm not going to mention the book company yeah. with doing an autobiography yeah. fantastic oh, well, that's a great, great idea yeah, yeah, so yeah, and I'm going to do a one man uh, play yeah okay. Gabriel, do Gabriel Byrne on it yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Not? about it, when you say the one man play about your own you'd be about your own, own life, life. Yeah. 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 yeah 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 I'll support you yeah. there I was on my school tour <laughs> <laughs> and he, and, and he could I'll never play time in bowling again I remember PJ Gallagher was in was in Mount Joy once as well and so I used to do gigs in Mount Joy so we'd go in and do gigs so oh, we yeah, done loads yeah. of we done loads of uh, different gigs in Mount Joy so we went in with Andrew Maxwell Neil Delamere I did run with you yeah, yeah Fred done with Eric, us yeah. as well but PJ was in there doing a gig and the prison officer says to PJ and it was at the time Naked Camera was out yeah. you know so do you want to have a look around the jail like you know and PJ goes, oh, yeah, 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 have a look around the jail, you know. So he has a look around the jail. So when the doors are locked and all the lads are locked up, the cleaners are out on the landing, who are prisoners, you know. So there's a fella there with a mop, like, and he's going, fucking Jake Stevens. He goes, PJ goes, oh, yeah, what's the story? What are you in for? So I'm doing six months, he says. Oh, your, man was, your man was believed. <laughs> Well, yes. thanks a million for coming along tonight. Yeah, and, uh, very, very enjoy welcome. the gig tonight. Yeah, pleasure. Thanks thanks so much. Much. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. Click, 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 click. Thanks. Go and have the last words, Juan. You always do. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>